Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, episode number 25 on this Feel Good Friday. And man, do we have so much sports to talk about today. We talk, The only time ever we will talk about baseball on the podcast is today. So if you're a baseball fan, it's your lucky day. We don't know shit, but I ho- hope you enjoy. We got college basketball, NFL, NBA as usual. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Today with some great news for us as fans, but some not some not so great news for the players. The NFL has officially added a 17th game for this season. I know my Jets are taking on Philly. Guys, what do we feel about this? I mean, you know, the players, we've seen some backlash on Twitter after this was announced. They don't really like it. But for us as fans, it's great to see a 17th game. And every owner in the NFL voted for it besides the Chicago Bears. So, guys, what are our thoughts? Well, yeah, obviously every vote, every owner voted for it. They want their money in their pockets. And yeah, as you said, it's great for the fans. I think they put a pretty good system in place where you're playing like the team in the other conference that finished with the same place as you. Um, I know the Giants play the Dolphins, so that'll be exciting. It's interesting because I think this year the AFC gets the home game and then next year it's going to rotate. So the next year the NFC gets the home game. So I know the Giants, they play nine road games this year now. And it's like, damn, I kind of wanted an extra home game, but you know, it is what it is. It, it's definitely exciting. Um, one interesting thing that comes from this is a lot of like single season records are going to be broken and they're going to, and then people yeah. will start to question, should we start looking at things in terms of per game numbers? Per or game. Numbers? It's going to be per game. It has to be right. Cause I mean, what Peyton Manger for what, like 5,400 yards in a season, like that'll probably get broken now with an extra game. We're looking, yeah, we're looking five, at 5,000 will be much more common now. Cause so many yeah, guys are so we're close to a it. possible 2000 yard receiving season now with some of these guys and the numbers they put up. Like two years ago, if there were 17 games, Michael Thomas would have had 2,000 yards. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my thoughts. I I, I know everyone's kind of like hype about the 17th game. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't like it as much because of the because of what Gav just said with the the stats and everything like that. But you know, I don't want injuries going into the playoffs. Like, why are we playing a 17th regular season game just so to, just to risk possible injury? And I don't know. We already have 16 games. Is one more game really going to get us that much more hype? I don't know. Weird number too. And then then, no. And then, like you said, the nine road games at eight, like for the Giants, that fucks up because everyone knows it's easier to put home than on the road. So Mm -hmm. we're getting a game that's just like we're probably going to lose at Miami. So we're getting another game we're just going to lose, which to me, I don't like that at all. We could. You got to think about it this way though. Like we see a lot of guys worn down by the time we get to the playoffs now, as is. So you know. Well, the so why add an extra game? Yeah, we'll no. Well, so that, Frank? I, I didn't finish my point. That's what okay, I'm saying. Yeah. Don't so add you, an extra game. Yeah, don't you, add an extra game. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to ruin the quality of the play. Exactly. Because at the same time, you know, the playoffs is the best. We all know that the playoff football is the best. But a lot of guys are really worn down when we get to the playoffs. You know, what if it ruins the quality of the play? Uh, there's a reason why the players don't like it. Uh, and also we're so used to the 16 game season with record predictions, with stats, like you just talked about. So it's going to help. It's going to be a pain in the ass for us to reevaluate everything. Now. I think just, they should have just kept it at 16 games, but like it's, Rap said, it's a business. It's all about the owners and the money that goes in. The COVID. And that's why, that's why that's all it is. I don't think the playoffs will necessarily take a hit in terms of quality of play, but I think looking at week 16 and week 17, we're going to see a massive drop off. You're going to see the teams at the top of the league. Now, they might not play their guys for two weeks now because these teams yeah. are going to clinch the one seed anyway by that point. Well, the funny you thing know? is they, they lowered the bye weeks too for the playoffs. So now only the one seeds get by. So they, they pretty yeah, much, really, if you're a so two stupid. seed, you have to play like 21 games in a row. Yeah. If you're a stupid. two seed, that's unreal. I mean, to me, that's crazy, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, the NFL. Yeah, but they figure it too. Same thing. More playoff look, teams, no. more money. Right. I will say this. Exactly. COVID just happened. So the way for the NFL to recoup the money is by adding the 17th game. So I like it in that stance because the NFL kind of gets but their foot back on track. It was rumored before COVID even hit. That was mentioned. Well, no, because I was in the CBA that weekend that COVID started. So I think the, the NFL must have had in their back of their mind that they knew this could be a possibility. It was in the talks. Same thing with the extra playoff team. I think that stuff was all like being talked about. Well, you know, it was. Yeah, it was I'm pretty sure March. the extra playoff game was happening regardless. No, no, no. That was the weekend. That was the weekend of – um. Like, remember COVID? So March 13th was like COVID, the 15th. Right? And then yeah, it was March the 15th, 15, 16th. Yeah. I remember on Get Up, I was yeah. like, that was the Monday where they finalized the thing. Like, so it was a couple of days after. So to be fair, maybe it wasn't because of COVID. But for in terms of like for the NFL, they have full fans now, guys. Roger Goodell announced full fans at stadiums next year. It's which good. Is we just, can finally go to the game. I'm hyped because, I mean, that's just going to be exciting to be back in an NFL stadium. But then the 17th game for COVID, obviously, that's going to help, you know, recoup a lot of the money they lost. So, Overall, I don't know how I feel about it. Pretty, pretty uh, pros and cons. I mean, I'll, I'll take it though. I mean, it's All right, cool for um, us a watching experience. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's debatable. But I mean, anyway. All right, so moving on to the next topic, we had Stephen A. Smith. Um, NBA Twitter was just set ablaze by his comments. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, one of the most loved players in the NBA, but um, Stephen A. After Russell Westbrook dropped thirty-five points. 21 assists in 14 rebounds. Just couldn't appreciate the great performance by saying this. His numbers mean absolutely nothing to me. His numbers mean a- after that performance. But see, I don't really have a problem with that. Like that part, or wait, whatever. Like, all right, I get, I get what he's coming from. What, like, you need to win a championship. Like this doesn't do anything in terms of your legacy. I get that. But Westbrook's response was, I'm happy. I'm a champion of life. A championship doesn't change my life. A lot of people I know with championships are miserable. And then, Stephen A responded, we're, we're talking about basketball. Can I talk basketball? But, you know, I, think, I don't think anyone really has a, a problem with that conversation, right? Because, like, Stephen A is pretty much just saying that this champion, you're going to need a championship to improve your legacy. Russ is like, you know what? Whatever. I don't need a championship. The problem I had with this is that Stephen A always criticizes Kevin Durant for making a super team. He always criticizes all these super teams. He criticized the Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin. And now he, has, now he wants to go out and say, oh, you need a championship to save your legacy. But last time I checked, you have a problem with forming super teams, but now you have a problem with people staying loyal. So it, you can't have it both ways. You, you, you know, it's, and that's what I'm saying. In the future, for guys who stay loyal, it will be near impossible for them to win championships. Near impossible. Pro- probably yeah, impossible. Yeah. It, it's like it Damian Giannis, is. right? He will, like oh, it will be impossible because the super team will always be formed and Damian Giannis will never win championships the, with the way it is. And then another problem I have is that CP3, also doesn't have, doesn't have a championship. And he admitted to holding Westbrook to a higher standard than Chris Paul. So he also admitted that, you know, oh, they both had zero championships, but I actually hold Westbrook to a higher standard. And I'm actually going to like just take random jabs at him. But I'm not going to say anything about Chris Paul and not having championships. No problem with Chris Paul not having a ring. To me, this is just absolutely bullshit. I don't like Westbrook, bro. I'm not, I'm not a big Westbrook fan. I respect this game. But to me, what he said is just ridiculous. How can you have it both ways where you have a problem with super teams being formed, but then, oh, yeah, you have a problem also with people staying loyal. It's bullshit. I mean, Stephen A is just like this. He's always like this. He's always running his mouth. He's got diarrhea of the mouth, but he's a sports journalist. This is his job in a sense, but I understand that. I don't get why he would hold Westbrook to a higher standard than Chris Paul. If anything, I'd hold probably Chris Paul to a higher standard than Russell Westbrook. I mean, this guy is the most impactful player in the NBA. He's changed, changed franchises around. 
look what he did with the Thunder. Look what he did this year with the Suns. I mean, the guy's a top five point guard of all time. If anything, I'd hold him to a higher standard. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, like I, like you said, I'm not really a Westbrook fan, but at the same time, you know, to say his numbers mean nothing to him. The guy had 21 assists. That's absolutely unbelievable. Like that is an incredible performance. So let's give him some respect for that. But Stephen A, it's this is just a typical thing. We talk about him once every couple of months because he makes a dumb blasphemous comment, and here we are back again doing it again. Yeah, Skip Bayless is the same way, but. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, Russell Westbrook is as happy in life as he says he is because we see a lot of NBA players that struggle like uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love so hopefully he does as well as he says he does but as for Stephen A. Smith I agree with him the numbers mean nothing to me the 14 rebounds man who cares and the sad part is if he oh, had nine on, rebounds yeah. the stat line wouldn't be considered impressive because that's all people care about is the 10 Look, rebounds I, or I get that the stat line I don't oh. the, I can understand you debating the stat line not being impressive like that's fine with me but no yeah I, I get that sister impressive. I get that what Stephen A is saying is unfair and I think Westbrook's response was was good you know if he doesn't value a championship that much that's fine if he's doing well that's all that I matters. just think in this modern I think people who say loyal in this era are gonna have a problem winning a championship it's gonna be 100%. Luka Doncic even a guy who might be the best player when it's all said and done in basketball for this era 2020 not obviously of all time but he might be the best basketball player of the 2020 era he might not win a championship guys if he stays in Dallas that's how crazy it is that's how hard it is to win a championship because is KP gonna be the second best player on a championship team yeah. hell no, no. hell no somehow lure some mega superstar like how Curry did with Durant that's exactly and remember, Curry also had help in the draft. He got Clay Thompson and Draymond, yeah, Green, which is just hard yeah. again. And Andre Iguodala, a Hall of Famer, too, not to mention his name. But man, like I just think that to hold players, like to hold against players staying loyal, because I think we're gonna have to reevaluate how a championship means. Because we're gonna see a lot more players in this NBA not get championships. We're gonna see it because how are you gonna get a championship with Kevin Durant the sneak? I mean, I'm sorry to make fun of Kevin Durant. I shouldn't be doing that, but. When a snake like Kevin Durant wants to be like, oh, yeah, let's form the Avengers. Let's form six superstars. Let's throw them all on the same team. Oh, well, yeah. So how, how is Dame Lillard now supposed to win a championship? How is he supposed to win now? It's, imp- it's impossible for him to win. And it shouldn't be held against him for not winning. Like, what? What kind of dumb shit is that? It's tough. So I'm saying the championship, we're going to have to we're gonna have to reevaluate. If a player does not have a ring, we're going to have to be a little bit more light on them because it's, how is it their fault that they couldn't win in a super team era? You yeah, in the nineties. In the nineties, you could thank LeBron for this. You could thank LeBron for in this. In the nineties, you can hold you can hold against Patrick Ewing for not winning a ring. He took three two in the finals. They were up, and there wasn't super teams being formed. Like no one was leaving the team they got drafted by. The nineties so, was the era yeah, of the so dynamic. You can you, can, really you, could, you can blame Charles Barkley for not winning a ring. You can blame Patrick Ewing. You can blame all those guys. But with this era, can you really blame some of these guys for not winning a ring? Tough to blame these guys because like Michael Jordan, like single handedly kind of prevented, especially yeah. Patrick Ewing. I mean. But it is what it is. I just I don't I know I know what NBA Twitter does do. They they just hold yeah, against I, these guys. Like they hold the guys that don't win championships against. It's bullshit. But I don't know, man. All right, let's move on to a, a topic that I know you two have a lot to talk about. Oh man, so I'll just give a brief introduction and I'll leave the floor to you guys. We all saw it the other night. The Knicks narrowly lost to the T Wolves, and after the game, Anthony Edwards had some stuff to say about R.J. Barrett. He was like, that's who we wanted with the ball in his hands at the end of the game because we knew he wasn't going to make it, blah, blah, blah. Let's hear what you guys have to say. All right. So um, I'm just pulling up the T-Wolves record on my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, I just couldn't uh, it, tell myself. But no, like what, 14 and 44? Yeah, it's not know. very good. I'm sorry. 
but can you Anthony pull up his uh, shooting stats too? Can you pull yeah, up his I'll, stats? Oh, yeah, I'll pull up the stats. My bad, Frank. Yeah. Let me pull up the stats real quick. So, Anthony Edwards, 38.9% from the field. Oh, look at how scary that is. Ant, okay. I want you. I definitely don't want you shooting the last shot, man. I'm so scared of you. Holy shit. Holy, holy shit. Oh, yeah, 31% from three. Ant, I'm so sorry, man. How many, how many points per game? How many points does he average a game? Oh, yeah. he averaged 17. But what's your PER? 150 plus, you don't reckon the top 150 players in PER mean that you're not valuable to your squad whatsoever. Whatsoever. And I'm sorry, who are you playing with? Oh, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, a superstar. And you guys have how many wins? 12? 12 and 36, guys? To me, this is the, the, the sickest shit I've ever fucking seen. Is that really the record? Oh, it is. Wow. It's 12 and 36. This is the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because the fact that a guy like Anthony Edwards has to run his mouth, like you're shooting 77% from the free throw line, 77%. You're not even a good free throw shooter. You're, you're a horrible three-point shooter. You're a horrible just efficiency. You're just And he's a horrible shooter. defender too. Horrible defender. You rank in the, the bottom two, like bottom 100 in defensive rating. And you want to go out here and run your mouth about RJ Barrett, a guy who is actually contributing to wins, a guy who's actually contributing to wins, is a great defender. A guy who actually best player shoots, on a playoff team. A guy who actually can shoot the basketball. You're 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 running your mouth about how you're better than him, or he should have took the final shot. Like, shut up, bro. I want to let you know that RJ Barrett will get the last lap. He will he will get the last lap. This is not the end of this conversation. We'll revisit this next year. We'll next revisit this in final? twenty years. But I will shove this down the Timberwolves' throats about how dumb they are. I will always shove this because this team has three All Star caliber players. Or Three number one, three number one overall picks, and you guys are like twelve wins. And Malik Beasley, excuse me, I couldn't fucking talk because this team's so dog shit. But you have like four players who average twenty points per game, or will eventually throughout their career. And this is your record. Tells me all you need to know about how valuable they actually are. Because Cat, overrated piece of shit. Anthony Edwards, same thing. D'Lo, one of those overrated players in all of basketball. Malik Beasley, good guy, but those three. <laughs> Terrible defense. Terrible, def- terrible defense. Maybe the worst guy out of all of them after he Ter- got arrested. No, but listen, terrible defense. Terrible defense. <laughs> terrible defenders. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, everyone thinks Carl Anthony Towns like contributes to winning. Like he's no, soft. He he's soft. He might be the bitch. worst defender in all of basketball. Soft yeah, I mean, ass the bitch. haven't won anything outside of the one year they had Jimmy Buckets. So, yeah, exactly. Not. Jimmy. Buckets. Yeah, he called them all pussies because he's right. Yeah, exactly, he's right. Jimmy Butler is my favorite player for a reason because he thinks this Timberwolves organization is the most soft organization in all of sports. And I totally agree. Worst winning percentage in all of sports, Minnesota. If not for Kevin yeah, Garnett and Jimmy Butler. Tom Brady got the Bucks back you up. You guys would have a 40-year losing a 40-year playoff job without Kevin Garnett saving your ass and Jimmy Butler saving your ass. Yeah, so you this, guys want to talk shit. This guy really wants to fucking run his mouth. You've won 12 games. You have triple the amount of losses than you have wins, you fucking scrub. Number one overall pick my ass. That was the weakest draft I've ever seen. And you couldn't even win rookie of the year until some guy got hurt. You're pathetic. He shouldn't this win guy, rookie of the year. This guy Caliper has a big, win rookie of the big, year. big ego, but he's a bona fide fucking scrub. I agree. Fuck him. The fact that... <laughs> the fact that, dude... The fact that this guy would actually come out here and say this kind of shit pisses me off so much. I hate him more than paper knee KP, and we play him tonight, and we'll talk about how bad he is. But, man, this is disgusting. Truly disgusting. All right, um, we'll talk about Brad Stevens. Uh, on, a more, on a more brighter note, I think he's actually a pretty good coach. I don't know about you guys, but 
uh, Brad Stevens, he's being thrown in the mix of being fired potentially, which honestly does blow my mind a bit because he was just known as one of the like weren't people comparing this guy to Greg Popovich like two years ago? Yeah, and now that's he's ridiculous like, because now he's like a bum, and the other has zero. Well, no, it was with because it was like the IT era where like he was actually like like bringing IT to like a twenty-eight point per game score, which was just crazy to think like he got um that much out of IT, but. Um, should they fire Brad Stevens? Obviously, you guys know where I stand. I don't think so, but I, w- I want to hear you because, Graf, apparently you think he should be. I, I, it's, a, it's a touchy situation. Like, Brad Stevens, he knows the X's and O's very well. He, um, he, he's a, like, he designs great plays, especially, like, out-of-bounds plays, but I don't think he gets the most out of his players. And I think some of that's kind of on Danny Ainge for bringing in the wrong players. I don't – like, Kemba Walker doesn't fit this team. He's too ball-dominant. He really is not a great playmaker. He's always looking to score, and that's not what they need. They need I, – I don't know what they need, but what they, what they don't need is Kemba Walker. And Brad well, still bad. has not done a good job of meshing all these players together and getting them to play well as a unit because they have a losing record, and they're supposed to be a top-three team in the East. Like, there's no denying that. But oh, I, I still think more blame goes well, on Danny Ainge. Top four because yeah. they, they still yeah. don't have they still don't have a center. They're playing Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett at center now, which is just disgusting. Luke Cornett, that's brutal. brutal. I mean, brutal. they traded for Fournier, which I, I mean they got him for relatively cheap, but I don't see how he helps them. And yet they're like still stuck with this Kemba Walker contract that a lot of people are saying they might have to give up a first round pick to just get rid of in the offseason. Oh, you they know? will. For sure. It's just I think more of I, I don't I think it's too early to fire Brad Stevens, but he's got to do a better job of getting more out of his players outside of Brown and Tatum. Well, somebody has to be held accountable in a sense. And like you said, I think that Danny Ainge is definitely the one that should be held accountable. But I feel like Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge will just take the easy way out. He'll just fire Brad Stevens. That's what he'll do. He'll but take the easy listen. way. He's the general manager of the team. He holds the keys. It's easy enough for him to fire a head coach and move on and everyone put the blame towards Brad Stevens when in reality, everybody knows that it's Danny Ainge's fault. That's the reality of it. But listen, This I, team I had think... chance to acquire multiple superstars and didn't want to do it right? because the general manager saw – Brad Stevens is a great coach, but like you said, it seems like he's a little soft, doesn't get the best out of his players, but the easy way and the easy way out for Danny Ainge is fire the head coach and then get a new one. Well, I think, look, there's a, there's many problems with this team. First of all, Jeff T might be one of the, the, the worst backup point guard in the NBA. Well, that's why they got rid of him at the trade deadline. Oh, wait. Oh, I think, my bad. I think, he's, I think he's, he signed with the, he just signed with the Bucks. But then, Bucks. so you have Kemba Walker, right? And to me, the problem with Kemba Walker is that, I mean, he's so inefficient this year. And obviously, he's been always known as being a bad defender. I mean, he's the size. He's so small. He's like six foot, five foot 11. He, he's really mm-hmm. small. So undersized, undersized guard. He's shooting 30, 39% from the field, guys. 39%. Yeah, that's bad. But he's never been. You know, he's never, he's really. never. I mean, he's been, you know, he hasn't really been. But this is his worst season by far, mm-hmm. by at yeah. least three percentage points. So, I don't know, to me, I mean, that's the problem with the team, Kemba Walker. If you don't have any point guards on your roster and then you don't have any centers, they don't have any actual like real, you know, playmaker on the roster because Tatum and Brown aren't really true playmakers. And it reminds me of like the Clippers in a sense where you don't have the point, the playmaking. And then the center, obviously you have Luke Cornette and Mo Wagner, right? Yeah. It's a, and they gave up Tice, who's actually been giving the Bulls solid yeah, minutes. I thought that was such a bizarre trade. Daniel Tice was actually, he wasn't bad. He was not. He was the best center on their roster. He wasn't this a starting caliber, but he, was, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. This he, is the reality of it. Besides Jason Tatum and Marcus, J, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart is the only actual player on this team that fits. That's the problem. The, the whole this, roster's a disaster. They just not, meshed a bunch of random guys over, The roster's low-key overrated, in my opinion. I don't think they should be oh, any yeah. higher than they, they are right now. 
Well, yeah. I mean, their roster is pretty terrible, honestly, outside of their top two guys. And then Marcus Smart's a solid player. But We're seeing living proof of a roster with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. If you don't have people around him, you can't do shit. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. the, the most important thing for the Celtics is you just need a point guard. You just need someone who can run the offense. You said it like earlier, the Clippers had the same problem last year. You just need someone to facilitate and you know, create opportunities for others. Even they if you had like Ricky Rubio, he would fit better than Kemba Walker would at this point because you just need someone that just... Kemba Walker was a bad fit at the time they signed him. It made no sense. They just wanted to replace Kyrie so bad and it just didn't work. Yep, they were desperate. All right, let's switch know. gears now though. Let's get to football. Let's get to my QB3 in the draft. Are QB- you buying the rumors <sighs> that teams are scared to select Justin Fields due to a lack of work ethic? To be honest with you guys, I think this is all bullshit. I think Justin Fields shows a lot of work ethic and a lot of care and heart for the game. So I'm playing with cracked ropes in the college football playoffs. Yeah. And personally, I feel like this is more of a knock on past Ohio State quarterbacks, like someone like Dwayne Haskins, yeah. in which they're trying to make comparisons to Justin Fields. I don't really think this is valid, and I kind of think it's disrespectful to make claims against him like this. I think it is hurting his draft stock, though. Possibly might fall out of the top 10. Uh <laughs> To be honest with you guys, I think he's going to fall to the Pats and with the trade-up. What do you guys think about this? All right, look. First of all, the Pats are not getting Justin Fields. I think he doesn't really fit their – I mean, I don't really think he fits their offense, Justin Fields. But and I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know why you would want to trade. I don't. Why would you want to trade up for? I don't. That's confusing to me, honestly. And I don't know. I think Bill. I don't think Bill Belichick really thinks Justin Fields is all that. I mean, from what I from what he chose the Alabama pro day over the um. Ohio State pro day. So if you want to trade up for him so bad, Frank, why would he go to Mac Jones's pro day over um, Justin Fields' pro day? Answer that for me. I guess that's fair. So that all right, so my problem with this, actually, I don't have any problems with this because this is this is bullshit. This this claim, right? I don't want to judge anyone's work ethic. This is bullshit. I'm not buying into this bullshit. And even though I have him as my quarterback five, I'm not gonna make assumptions about his work ethic. It's just completely disingenuous. It's bullshit. It's unfair to the kid. Um, and then. Second of all, the Ohio, the whole Ohio State thing is right. You you said it perfectly. The uh, Dwayne Haskins obviously kind of hurts his reputation to Matt, which is kind of it's weird, right? It's how he's gonna be faulted for having Dwayne Haskins, you know, be a bust in, in the NFL. It is weird, but this this claim right here is is a bunch of BS. I still don't like Justin Fields as a player, but I, this is just retarded. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. We can we can knock his like level of play all we want, whether or not we think he's a good player, but. I mean, we've been given no reason to think he's not a hard worker. We saw the game versus Clemson. He had, he really could, he could have sat out of that game after he got hurt and nobody would have batted an eye, but instead he played through it. He, you know, he showed some grit, some determination. So I don't see why anybody would think he's not a hard worker. This could just be like a smokescreen, some teams throwing out a rumor, maybe. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it it is what it is. I think any team who's interested in him is going to get to interview him, going to get to know him, and they'll be able to decide for themselves whether or not he's a hard worker by their standards. So, yeah, I mean, this this claim isn't great. I don't really buy into it. Yeah, I, I don't think about your claim about the, the, him falling to number 12. I, I don't see him falling. No, um, I think number 11. Eight, number, I don't think number – because I think number four – I think the first four picks will be all quarterbacks. I'm a firm believer that. I'm buying into the idea more and more now that Atlanta at number four won't take a quarterback for the sole reason that the way that Matt's, Matt Rontrax – uh, Matt Ryan, three years, started. right? Three years, right? Yeah, no, and they reached. I believe there's two years left on the contract, okay. but it's a very, very heavy cap, and he's going to be making about forty million dollars for the next two years. I don't think they're in a position where they could take a quarterback right now because of the cap. It. I think more and more likely, it seems like either they'll take an offensive lineman or Kyle Pitts or some sort of weapon at that pick. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. And I, to me, 
every day that goes by, I see like my updated mock draft, I have them taking Kyle Pitts. Every day that goes by, I see Atlanta less and less taking a quarterback. Yeah, but why Kyle? See, I feel like Atlanta would trade back, though, to be honest with you guys. Because I could definitely see them trading back. Because like I said, if they don't, I feel no, like I think like New England, I think the Chargers, they have a ton of draft picks. They can come and get Penai Sewell. Denver yeah, possibly maybe, could I want think. a quarterback. I don't New think, England, there's a lot of teams that will move up. I don't think Atlanta would want it. I mean, they either have to go Penai Sewell or quarterback or trade back. They, they're not going to get Kyle Pitts because they already no, have Julio and Calvin. Yeah, Calvin I mean, the defense is horrendous. They can put up points. They've been putting up yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. I think you're right. Trade back. Trade back. In, they're not going to take a quarterback. I think they have to go defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trade back. I, I think a trade back with the Chargers seems like the most likely thing. The Chargers have a lot of picks this year. Them, well, leaping, that, them leaping Cincinnati, that would be funny. For I, think, I think I think Cincinnati's not taking Sewell either way. I think Cincinnati sold on Jamar Chase. I think they are 100% taking Chase. That is so night. bullshit, though. That is so bull. I'm, I'm it's sorry. It's ridiculous, but... Yeah, oh, I'm not a fan of that move either. It, it's ridiculous. When will they learn? When will they learn, dude? These teams never, never learn. It's just like they don't like they don't know. They don't learn from their previous mistakes. Like, the guy just got... The reason why he was hurt is because he got clocked. Like seven, like so many times repeatedly. Yeah, that that offensive line is a revolving door. It's like, oh so yeah, let's just keep the offensive line the same. I, I get we get Jonah Williams back, but like, whatever. The guys, I mean, he's been injury prone his whole career, so it doesn't really seem like he's gonna be much help. But I mean, I actually just we'll see. Exactly. All right, let's talk about Sam Darnold for a little bit here. I think it's becoming pretty obvious the Jets are taking a quarterback at two, probably Zach Wilson. So Sam Darnold's on his way out. Um, obviously teams that could be looking at a quarterback, the Broncos, the Panthers, you know, maybe the Niners, did they trade it up? Maybe the Patriots. I mean, there's a whole bunch of teams, so it's really hard to predict. Uh, where do you, like, do you guys think the Jets maybe hold on to him or does he get traded? To be honest with you, I, I let me jump. Sorry. Stop. No, uh, you're good. But it's, he just has no value anymore. Like you had your opportunity to trade him three, four weeks ago before teams started evaluating these quarterbacks and before teams started jumping pieces and trading up um you know to go get a quarterback like i said his value might have gone down to a third round pick now possibly a, a fourth round pick it might be a day got, three pick the cardinals got rid of rosen for a late second rounder you don't think the jets can't get like similar value for darnold that was only one year though for that was only team, one though? year i think at the same time darnold has shown more than rosen did for what team what team what team pittsburgh they, they just got big though why would they, they waited too long wait? yeah i don't know what they're they Apparently, the whole deal was they were still trying to decide if they would take Zach Wilson or Sam. Dar- like, they were they were in that process of deciding that that decision for way too long because apparently well, they didn't come to that conclusion until like a week ago or so. I actually heard this. Um, I heard this. They they were talking about possibly. I it was Peter Schrager. I forget who the other person was. They were talking about a possible situation where Sam st- stays with the Jets and starts. And possibly they, they win a couple of games and then they trade him for a first round pick. So they're going to start him over Zach Wilson. No, right. I'm not. I, that right. was just a hypothetical situation that they were talking about. If they have I, Zach Wilson, I, they I think he's not on the roster. I think he's not on. I think Carolina seems if pretty likely at this quarterback, point. There's Denver. no way you keep Donald on the roster. There's just no way that would make sense. Look, I think Sam Donald, dude, I, he's so damaged, man. It just feels like it's like too late to it's repair him. goods. Man. He's it's like he was gonna be good a good player, maybe not a great he was because like I don't believe a player can be that bad, but then be like an MVP candidate in his career. So I don't think he would have been like anything like top five quarterback potential, but he could have been like a solid quarterback for sure. Could have been like a top 10 borderline guy. He could have been in the right place. He could have been like a lot of quarterbacks could have been in the top 10 place in the right situations. But I mean, right now at this point, you have to take Zach Wilson because I feel like you get a rookie quarterback into a system that is really quarterback friendly, like the Niners are. 
I mean, the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, how bad can he possibly be in a, in a quarterback friendly system? Um, and a lot of people say Zach Wilson fits well in that system. Uh, that, that being Kyle Shanahan's. So I think that's a good move for the Jets. Just take Zach Wilson, just move on for like a third, third round. I would say third rounder. His value, who knows his value, guys? I mean, listen, think about it. If you're like people, and then people will make the argument that the Jets would be stupid to put Zach Wilson into a similar situation. Well, we have a lot of draft picks. We have it's not the same situation. We, we, yeah, we're going to have another first round pick. Much better. And coaching it's a whole too. new coaching staff. Yeah, the coaching is just. And he another situation Bull, itself. He had Todd Bulls and who else? Yeah. He had um Gates. Adam Gate. Oh my god. Yeah. They they have a left bad. tackle now to protect the kid's ass. They have a really a damn good left tackle. They just got mm. Corey Davis. The receiving core is decent. The kid Mim showed some flashes. And they have a twenty third pick. Um, they they have a twenty third pick. I, I believe they actually have another second round. I, if they can yeah. get another second for Sam, um, or a third, that's another piece. You can add a good running back in the third. You can add a couple more. The interior offensive linemen, they're saying in the second and third round are all day one starters. The offensive line class this draft yeah. is incredibly deep. They love um, Landon Dickerson. They're just concerned about his knee, but he's a great player, and he's like a, a round two pick. See, exactly. I, you can't compare Sam Darnold's situation to, to Zach Wilson's new one because, like, the coaching is just too – like, we haven't talked about the coaching yet where you – I mean, we have to believe – we have to just believe – that it could be a similar situation to what the Niners have with the coaching staff. Like, obviously, it won't be the same, but Michael Flores seems like a pretty good damn offensive coordinator. A guy who, honestly, in my opinion, could get head coaching consideration after next season if Zach Wilson plays well. Oh, yeah. have Robert Sala. I mean, obviously, the defenses he's kind of built over the past couple of years have been just phenomenal. And I'm not really saying he could replicate the same thing, but, I mean, there's a shot. There's a shot, I mean, right? There's, there's the Jets shot. are working on it. It's slowly but surely. It's a process. You saw them try and transform the defensive line. It all starts in the trenches. They got Carl Lawson now. They got Quinn and Williams, who I think is going to blow it out of proportion this year. I think he could be all pro. They picked up Sheldon Rankins, Vinnie Curry. So they're working on it. It's one step at a time. And Robert Sala, like you said, he transformed the Seattle defense when he was there. And then the 49ers defense. Even this saw, year, top even, 10 defense. Even this year, yeah. top 10 defense, like you said, and with all those injuries. And they were the best red zone defense in the NFL. So, you know, the guy can it's really situational, put yeah. a defense so, together. So we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Um, oh, man, th- This is just this is kind of a, a vibe kill. We got baseball, boys. Baseball is back. Um, <laughs> To be honest, I mean, look, I, I, sh- I, don't, I shouldn't, like, be shitting on baseball that much, but I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I really don't you – know, I'm not the biggest fan of baseball. I think anyone who knows me knows I don't like baseball. There's a reason why we never cover on the podcast – we never post about it. I don't think I made one Instagram post back in July on the Instagram, but we had like 200 followers then. So obviously I'm not posting that now ever, ever again. And then TikTok, I'm not, I'm not making a baseball post. Okay guys. So I'm sure a lot of you guys don't like baseball either. I think uh, a poll was done um, on kids ages like 13 to 21 and like only like 22% even enjoyed baseball. And these were all sports fans. So I don't think people really like baseball anymore. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't. I don't really think it's as. Po- I mean, you see the numbers of any baseball game. You see the numbers of like TV shows that talk about baseball. It's. It, I mean, they're worse than compared to obviously those big shows that talk about basketball, football, even like college basketball. Even I mean, not hockey. Hockey's obviously probably lower than baseball in the ranks. But the point is, I don't. I don't care at all. I mean, I, I watched the games yesterday. I'm, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I watch baseball. I watch the Mets, the Yankees. I mean, I, like I always have some sort of game on in my on my background, even if I'm not paying attention. I was watching the Astros and the Athletics last night. That was also fantastic. How they booed the trash can bangers. That was great. And Wait, Korea. so don't the Texas Rangers have full fans? Yeah, 
full capacity. Like, like full yeah. capacity? That's yeah, is, forty thousand. Is it vaccinated? Though? How does it? Is it? Do you have to be vaccinated? No, too? no vaccinated, no test. It's Texas. They don't care. No test. That's bold though. That's they're your set up for get flamed. Holy shit! Yeah. Any backlash? Like who's who's getting some backlash? Anyone? No. Uh, no Biden backlash? gave backlash on ESPN. President okay, so Biden. then there's been yeah. some. Yeah, okay. Texas has been fully open for like a month now. They declared right, that. Well, we're not into politics. Just we'll well, just no. I'm just saying politics. that's yeah. why they have these full capacity stadiums. That's interesting. That's interesting to say. I mean, look, I yeah. you guys. I mean, you saw Dallas last teams. year. Yeah, but Dallas no. Oh, so yeah, Dallas a lot. Dallas completely lied about how much fans they had. They had yeah, like exactly. they're like twenty five percent. They had like sixty percent, seventy percent. They lied. I mean, so listen, hard. baseball is tough because of Commissioner Manfred. The guy's a fucking moron. You can't repost baseball stuff on social media platforms. You know, oh yeah, I forgot my video I, I posted in July and it got taken down because he I shoot. couldn't post baseball stuff on the Commissioner thing. Manfred shoots himself in the foot. There is a reason why baseball is not that popular. All these kids, we see it on our, our Instagram, on our TikTok, on our Twitter, on all of our platforms, on our YouTube. You, where do you see baseball stuff? You don't see it anywhere. Yeah, and the Look, players we, aren't marketable. They don't market them the same way the NFL markets a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And like you got exactly. Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, or Christian Yelich. You can easily like, market these guys. A lot of people don't know who those guys are. You can ask any person in America and they'll know who Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady is. You know, the same yeah. kind of baseball players. They just don't. Even if they don't watch football. And like, yeah, exactly. I just think they have to do a better job. And I think the problem is 161 games. That that has that has to be some. Actually, no, I don't. Maybe not. 62. Maybe Too not much. because NBA has 82. But I think the marketing combined with that has a big factor. Because not only do people, not only do they not give a fuck about marketing the product, which is just complete bullshit to me. Because like you said, Frank, what kind of creators? I what kind of creators on like Instagram, TikTok, like these new these new platforms, and even like TV shows like First Take. You look at get up, you look at all like even like first things first on Fox, you look at all these Fox One platforms, all these ESPN, NBC, CBS. Nobody's talking about baseball really. There's not a lot of podcasts or shows, you know, that really talk about baseball a lot. Even like these TikTok creators now, it's kind of like the new thing. I think maybe potentially these TikTok creators could be the new wave of like content creators about sports and they're not talking about baseball. So they're not getting anybody. So it's just like, what's the deal? What's the deal at all? It's because of the commissioner and he's an idiot. That's that's a reality. You can't you, you, can't po- you can't post baseball content. So if if I wanted to like post a a highlight of like Mike Trout hitting a home run, I couldn't post. I would literally get a strike on Instagram for not for posting it. And to me, that's like just insane. Like what? I can post a basketball highlight. I can post a football highlight. But I and that's can't why. Post the- Look at House of Highlights, for example. Do you see them post baseball shit once in a blue moon? Nah, but they post that sneaky sports. Yeah. Content. See, no, yeah. I can't. So this year, guys, funny story. I've been posting on House of Highlights more than baseball has all year. So it's just like, for us, like what baseball is irrelevant, okay? Pretty much. We got to know. Baseball is irrelevant. Let's jump into some college hoops. Before we get into the uh, final four picks, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Roy Williams. He officially retired. Um, One of the greatest coaches in history. I think he has the fourth most wins ever. Um, So he's only 70. So this brings into question, like when will other – coaches such as coach gay k who i believe is 72 and bayheim is 76 when will these guys retire and also really quickly i'd like to point out that um there were some rumors that roy williams stepped away because he didn't really like the direction that uh college basketball was headed in he really doesn't like the one and done rule and he doesn't like um where college basketball is headed with like marketing players and like profiting off their likeness and well, stuff like the like likeness that. Yeah. yeah so a lot of i mean i could see, i could see that i mean I don't know how Roy doesn't like the one and done rule. I feel like most of his best players were 
in no, I think guys I know why. One and done, right? Because remember, um, Kobe White, or was it? Was it? This, it was a um, Cole Anthony, right? Where he Cole got Anthony. hurt, and you know, it's one and done. Like he, how you recruit Cole Anthony, you spent all these resources. I'm sure gave him a shit ton of money. I mean, let's just be honest, guys. Oh, like, yeah, hundred percent. We're not. We're not dumb. Like, I mean, he got a hundred tons of money. He got all this treatment. I'm sure. I'm sure he got a lot of time devoted. Like, I'm sure he went and visited his house, his family multiple times. He gets hurt. And he plays what five games for the Tar Heels and and just walks away. It's same thing this year. I'm sure, I, they didn't have the most successful season. They were like the number eight seed. Usually, you expect like a three two seed from UNC. And I think he probably just thought, like, man, I have to every year I have to coach up these new kids. I, I never have any people who return. But that's and, on him though, because he's the recruiter. He's the one who recruits the one and dones. You know, if you're getting a one and done, well, you need a one and done to succeed. You need a one and done to compete with these other schools. Though you need those guys. Not anymore. I mean, well, look at Gonzaga. Look at Baylor. They well, they got Jalen. They got a lottery pick. Jaylen outside Suggs. of Suggs, they all those guys have been there, and outside yeah. of like Baylor, their whole team's been there. You know, a lot of these top teams, all their guys have been and there. Maybe, maybe that rumor's fake. Then maybe that rumor's fake. That I, I feel like an idea out there. No, I feel like now that Coach Williams doesn't necessarily like that. I feel like he liked having the one and done guys that were really successful. And you look at a program like Duke, and you look at another program like Kentucky with Coach Calipari. These oh, Coach K is a great guy. Though. I, like, strived, I like Coach K. They strived on the fact that one-and-done players would come to the school with all this talent, and their teams would be fantastic at contending for national titles. And that didn't happen. And that's not happening anymore with COVID. And none of these teams uh, – Duke and Kentucky didn't even make the tournament. So, Well, doesn't Duke have, like, an, a loaded recruiting, uh, recruiting class next year? It, it's the same as it was this so year. Duke will be back. It's the same as it was last year, too. And they haven't won the ACC in three years. I mean – you look at the, the schools on top every year. It's UVA and FSU now. Duke hasn't been that competitive in recent years. It, do, it just doesn't work anymore. Continuity is the most important thing in college basketball. All the top teams are starting juniors and seniors. And the transfer portal, too. A lot of these guys stay in school. They transfer from mid-major schools to Power 5 conferences, and they're good basketball You know, players. that's why I respect – I actually like what Coach K um, – or Coach John Calipari um, does at uh, Kentucky because he – Dude, he's the most unselfish coach I've ever seen. I agree. He 100%. lets these guys go every year. And, like, you've even heard stories about how he convinces the guys to go. Like, dude, Devin Booker, like, go to, go to the NBA. De- go to the NBA, Devin Booker. And he, no other coach does that. Every other coach would be like, you know, oh, it's you could, you could stay if you want. Obviously, the door's open. But yep. he every other coach is looking door. for the best for the program. He's looking for the best for the human being. Exactly. So, so Coach I, Calipari, and he's like, you he's want to talk about guy. it. Look at these Kentucky guys in the NBA. Kentucky's produced – these unbelievable the best, the best stars. Um, look at the guards that they produce. Shy, Booker. Look at quickly this guys, year coming on. New guys. I mean, and these, yeah. I mean, the guy, Tyler Hero. I mean, Anthony Davis, Julius Randle. Kentucky can build an all-star team within themselves. It's unbelievable. Well, Duke can do the same thing. They have Zion, Brandon Ingram, Tatum, and uh, Kyrie. Yeah. Pretty good It'd be an interesting matchup. Duke versus Kentucky. You know, I saw someone I saw on Instagram saw, yeah, post. Someone, yeah. Some BR hoops, but I think – the Duke starting five is better, but I think Kentucky. Yeah, but Duke, I think the Kentucky's Duke more deep. Marvin Bagley at center, and that's kind of yeah, no, 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 because Duke's team's not that deep. Like they, their bench is horrible too. Like Kentucky would win just because they're they're the deep team. Like they have so many guys who would just come off the bench and be good for them. But Duke has more star power, like for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, we got final four picks, guys. Interested to hear these. This this final four is so is so weird because. I never thought UCLA. I never yeah. thought UCLA would ever be here, but you know, here we like a first four. Is this the first ever first? Four no, four second. VC, VCU with Van Fleet, I think I believe was the first four oh, teams. So yeah, this is the second Ron first Baker four too? Teams. Is that Ron Baker? Yeah, 
Shout out Ron. No, he was Wichita State. Wichita State. Oh, wait, no, wait, wasn't, no, Van Vliet was Wichita State, though. Oh, uh, yeah, then, I don't know, it was oh, VCU yeah, with Shaka Smart, oh, no. it was with Shaka, Shaka Smart VCU, Damn, I believe, man. if I have that, I don't know, Shaka Smart now, yeah, shout out Ron Baker, what, what let's, let's not lie to ourselves here, Baylor and Gonzaga are winning, and we're Gonzaga going to the finals, out Baylor in their national you know what, I'm picking Houston, I, the deep dude, that I watch him play these games, and I, I can't convince myself that they're, not gonna make they haven't they have a Mickey Mouse run to the final four. They haven't played a single digit defense team. is loaded, bro. They're they clearly legitimately up, have Baylor's defense is good too. Path in history, like statistically the easiest path ever. No, so. no, I agree. They had all double digit seeds, right? They played Oregon, yeah. State, yeah. they played Syracuse, they played the 15, like the 15 they seed, played right? Rutgers, they Cleveland played State. whoever their 15 seed yeah, was. Yeah, Cleveland State Rutgers. So they played a, a joke, a Mickey Mouse schedule, as, as uh, you guys would like to say. But um, yeah. look, I think Houston pulls it off. I mean, listen. Gonzaga, stop, guys. Gonzaga's winning this. This is so stupid because college basketball here is being ruined by Gonzaga. Talk about a super team. I mean, not really. a super team. It's not like they're not really like cheesing the system. But they've won every game by 15 plus points, right? Or 10. It's not their fault. They're better than everybody. I mean, you want to talk about teams that are ruining college basketball? Kentucky got like three transfers this year that had no business. Like they, they should have been, they should have had to sit out for the year, but the college basketball forces them through and they still lose games. Gonzaga, every they got one one and done player. All of their other guys were transfers who sat, and they I had know, a bunch but dude, of guys they're, they're so little loaded though because they, I know, they, they, they built the right way. way. They didn't bend the rules. No, they, they built the right way. They a hundred percent they built the right way. It's kind of like the Warriors where they did. That's like, why I would I would rather see a team like them win than a team like Kentucky who just cheats the transfer portal so hard. Got all these grad transfers that have no. Is this not a problem? How a, a minus a, a team is minus fourteen. In a, in a final four matchup, like that spread is just outrageous. It tells you all yeah. you need to know about the competition. UCL, UCLA has gotten hot, but if we're being realistic, if you're just not that great, especially compared to Gonzaga. I mean, they made the I final mean, and, and I think the thing is Johnny, Johnny Juzang, their best player, is banged up. So he's going to yeah. play, obviously, but how effective will he be? I need fucking – I need Baylor for my bracket pool to win some <laughs> money. So I have Baylor versus Gonzaga in the final, uh, and I, I think Gonzaga is going to win. I think they're going to go undefeated. Gonzaga's I mean, old. they're just they're just falling above everybody. Else. No, no, best, best teams we've ever seen. You know, no, the 2018 Villanova team was the only other team to win every single game by double digits points. So Gonzaga mm-hmm. could do the same thing right and here. They were an offensive juggernaut like this Gonzaga team. Like they just score in such yeah. quick bunches, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right, now we're gonna bring up a really popular uh, topic, and a topic I feel like is gonna become more popular after this NBA season. Um, it is a battle of backcourts. We have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry versus Kyrie Irving and James Harden, guys. Which backcourt would you rather have? I mean, this is really tough, to be honest with you guys. I don't even know who I'd pick. I think I'm more leaning towards Kyrie and Harden, to be honest with you guys. What about what do you guys think? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, Kyrie and Harden are more talented, but like that Curry Clay Splash Brothers dynamic is hard to bet against. Um, I think that they're like they play a little looser together, they're more comfortable, and like they just they could just blow any game open. This is this. I mean, this is an impossible decision. I feel like there's no wrong answer. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna take Steph and Clay just because they've won championships. They've I think. Proven, yeah, I think I'm leaning. They're more way. proven, and obviously, Katie and, and um or James Harden, Kyrie will probably end up winning this debate in the long run if they do stay together for like four or five years. Now, I think it's inevitable that they'll be have three championships, and they'll just you know go down go down as one of the the best back, the best backcourt of all time. So right That's, now I'll go Curry and um Clay, but it could be really close in the, in the it could yeah, it, it'll definitely be a debate that we should look into in a in a few years or at the end of this season even uh even down the line. 
and I think it'll be a better debate Hopefully at that point. Joke, bro. Just to Hopefully think about the joke. fact that like James Harden and Kyrie are gonna have like that many rings is just ridiculous. And Kevin Durant's gonna end up with like five or six. Dude, Kevin Durant's gonna have more. Like he, there could be an NBA where Kevin Durant finishes with more rings than LeBron. It, it, it probably will what happen. Kevin Durant finishes with more than Michael Jordan. Like that would be crazy. I know he's only but no, he two. he's two. Actually, no, he has a long way to go though. He he's yeah, right. he on his four. Be six man. It's too he, much. I think KD finishes at four. I think he gets two at Brooklyn, and then I, I think that's it. That which is insane. I mean, that's so many. It is. Yeah, you, know, you know why? Because he should have zero. <laughs> that's that's a whole other conversation for a whole other whole other day. It's <laughs> a whole other conversation because he should have signed with the Boston Celtics, like in the or he should have signed with another team, not named the Warriors, in 2017, and then he should have you know stayed with that team. He should have been on that team forever. If he didn't want to live in Oklahoma City, still go to a team like that's not the the team that you lost to in the Western Conference. Oh yeah. Not the team you lost to in the Western you know, Conference Finals. You know what nobody talks about enough, though? When um, the Mavs took on Harrison Barnes' contract and that allowed the Warriors to sign Kevin Durant. Nobody that was so bullshit. He, Makes yeah. a lot more Cuban, you prick. Yeah. That, Harrison I mean, Barnes. Harrison Barnes had, Harrison the worst tw- had the worst 2016 Finals ever. Oh, it was terrible. He oh, like I remember, I remember tweeting about so that. Hard. I was so unhappy. He choked so hard. It's unreal. But um, that's going to be it for the Seeky Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode number 25, on this Feel Good Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Oh, we, we didn't even talk about April Fool's. That was a, a mess yesterday. But thank God it's over. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.